0: A pediatrician taking a stand against medical tyranny. She's cared for kids in clinic and hospital settings for two decades. And she says she trusted the advice of regulatory agencies. What's changed her mind next? Dr. Renata Moon is my guest on the podcast. Dr. Moon, thank you so much for, for making time for this conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Give us a bit of your background. You've been in the pediatric field for for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I've, I've practiced pediatric medicine for, you know, well over 20 years. I've, I've loved taking care of the kids that I've seen in my practice setting, in my clinic, and in the hospital setting. Uh, but I've been very alarmed about what's happening uh, lately in the, the healthcare world.
0: When was it for you that you started to question the COVID narrative?
1: I began to really get worried
0: uh, when I began to see things that
1: just didn't make sense. So really starting in 2020, but it took me a while, right? I've I've trusted our regulatory agencies. I've trusted the information that was coming down to us from these higher level administrative type agencies for my whole career. But I really began to question what they were putting out to the public as we morphed into you know 2021 and and really got more and more alarmed at what I was seeing.
0: And you actually speak out in a way about this, but you were essentially canceled, uh, fired from your job in December of 2021, and I know you have a little bit of a disclaimer that you want to discuss too, but but take us back to, to what happened.
1: Yeah, so I, I do have a disclaimer, and that is that my views that I share are really just my own views. I'm not here representing any agency or employer, past or present. I was I was fired over the mandate. So my my family history is that my parents uh, are actually fresh immigrants, were fresh immigrants to America back in the, the mid-1960s. And so they they fled from communism. And I was born here in America uh, after they moved here, immigrated here. And I was born and raised in a just a real traditional American way. I was was raised to love our country, to love our freedom, to really cherish what we have here. You know, I think the message I have for people is, is that immigrants like my parents, they don't flee to America because it was amazing in their homeland. They fled because their homeland had become, you know, a living hell. It was a horrible place to be. And they were lucky they escaped with their lives. Uh, so I was raised to love our country. And uh, I began, that's why I became concerned about what I'm seeing. I, I saw our freedom going away and just being eroded away, little chunk by chunk.
0: And you watched the hearings, I know, on the vaccine being used specifically in, in children. Talk about what's going through your mind um, and what you thought while, this, while you were watching this all play out.
1: Yeah. So I back to what you originally asked me, I, I actually lost my job over the mandate. I. I couldn't believe that we were being asked to give up our right to make a decision about our own healthcare, and that they were trying to use me as the means by which to to do that to people, to take away their rights. So, so what I mean by that is, you know, everyone has the right to decide what is being injected into their body, and here they were telling us that if we wanted to keep our jobs, if we wanted to have our children attend school they had to inject something into their body that was experimental and had no, uh, really no long-term studies, no long-term safety studies and really alarming short-term data. So I lost my job over the mandate. I said no to the mandate. I I said, there's no way my family fled to America for freedom so that I could give my freedom away and watch my fellow Americans give their freedom away. Um, But as, as the vaccine began to roll out into uh, into something that was being recommended for our nation's children, I watched every one of those hearings, the safety hearings uh, that were being held. They were all televised. And you should have seen me at home. I was, I was yelling at my computer. I literally was yelling at this, saying, you don't have the data. And then one of the physicians that sits on the committee agreed with me yelling at home, although he obviously couldn't hear me. He actually said, we don't have the data. We're just going to have to roll it out there and see what happens. And, and I'm pr- I'm paraphrasing his words, but it was very similar to what I just said. They don't have the data for this. And I became really alarmed at what, what was being uh, told to the American public about this product when it comes to the, the safety of it or the danger of it for our, our children.
0: In your opinion, Dr. Moon, should kids get, get the COVID vaccine at all?
1: You know, absolutely not. I the data is clear. There are alarming safety signals with this. Uh, The long term studies haven't been done, and what's more, we now have. You know, I we all know somebody who's had what appears to be an adverse reaction to this shot. And you know, we all know somebody. I know people just personally who clearly. You know, the younger you are, the more obvious it is. If you're in your 80s or 90s, and something happens to you right after you've had this shot, it's a lot harder to tell if there's a problem or not, but these, we're having young people have issues. I I randomly went out to lunch with a friend that I hadn't seen for years, uh, you know, I was visiting her home city and I, so we got together, over lunch, she's telling me how her 20 something year old son developed myocarditis, which is inflammation of his heart, five days after he received one of these shots, these mRNA shots, and he was in the military, his military doctor told him, oh, yeah, you have myocarditis, but don't worry, it's not from the shot. This is five days after he received the shot. You know, we all know somebody who's had something happen, but as a trained professional, I can tell you, we never used to see myocarditis. It was extremely rare. Now I hear about it from, from family and friends and from people that, uh, that I know, Again, it's not happening to everyone, thankfully, but it's happening enough that there's clearly a massive increase in this. So, so my answer is no. Your your child, your otherwise healthy child, has we have the data now. Your child has a statistical zero percent risk of a fatality from COVID. Uh, the majority of our children in our nation have already had COVID and have been fine. Uh, that doesn't mean they might not have been hospitalized. Any virus can hospitalize you for dehydration or other you know, things related to just not feeling well. But in terms of fatalities, our kids have essentially a 0% risk of harm. So why in the world would we give them a product that can cause them things like myocarditis, can cause them other neurological problems. And we even have at this point fatalities that have been recorded uh, that that clearly have happened in relationship to the shot. This needs to be pulled off the market. And we need to have a sit-down discussion about next steps moving forward. Instead, physicians uh, are being silenced. We are all being threatened for daring to question the data and daring to question what is obviously happening right in front of us.
0: And as I mentioned, you've said before that you trusted the advice of regulatory agencies regarding vaccinations specifically. And that has changed for you through, through this I'm wondering, can can they reverse, you know, their reputations at this point? Do you think people are are waking up to to finally, uh, you know, believing a lot of these voices that that have been silenced?
1: I think the American public is very much waking up to this. The American public, these are smart people. America is a great country. It is waking up to the fact that, it, you know, in my opinion, we have we are witnessing the entire collapse of our public health system. These these public health systems were to be in place to help protect the consumer, to help protect the people receiving these uh, products. And instead, I think the corruption is is clearly so huge. It's infiltrated every aspect of these these regulatory agencies, these pharmaceutical companies. We can't trust them any longer. I I think the American public is waking up to that. As I see patients come in through the door, uh, you know, they don't always know me. But they look at us now, they look at the medical community now with fear in their eyes. They don't trust the medical community any longer. And, and frankly, I can't blame them at this point. This is We're witnessing the collapse of the entire public health care system. And uh, the, the American public is waking up to this. We, we need to say no. We cannot go into the future with systems in place that are this corrupt and are causing, causing damage and have no liability. And have no, you know, we have no ability to uh, to stop this if 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 we don't change this.
0: Recently I know you spoke of what was called the COVID betrayal event in Spokane, Washington, which I encourage people to listen to your speech. It's available on on Rumble. But but talk about that. What has kept you speaking up these these last couple of years?
1: You know, I, I can see where this is going. It is if we continue down this path, we're we're already in so much trouble as a nation, but you know, we have companies now that have no liability for the product that they're producing. We have regulatory agencies that are allowing them to do whatever they want to do. We have a system now that is so broken that even with all of these adverse events being reported across the country uh, with these shots, no one has stopped this. we We have to keep speaking out and we have to get this to change. So, what has kept me speaking out is the fact that I can I can see how wrong this is. This is a huge problem moving forward if we let this continue. We cannot live in a world where we can be injected by force, potentially. It's already happening, right? It's happened. Where we can be injected by force with a product that can harm and kill us. And you are being told by your physician because they're they're afraid for their jobs. You're being told by them that it is just simply safe and effective and to move on. We can't be in this kind of a world. This is not the world I want to leave for any of the children that I see in my practice. We can't have this.
0: I know this hasn't been an easy road for you dealing with the censorship issue, um, which again, should, should be something that that scares people.
1: Yeah, that's probably been the most alarming thing here. I, you know, again, my parents fled from a, a system in which they had no voice under communism there was no ability to speak out and to to change things our freedom of speech in america is is one of our most important uh, rights it is something that we need to hold just close to our hearts and and preserve at all costs our freedom of speech and so what's happened to me is i've i've completely lost it with uh my my freedom of speech with some of my employers uh i was as i mentioned um fired over my refusal to comply with the vaccine mandate. Uh, I uh, was also recently, and I can't get into details at this point, but I recently had an employer send me a memo. It's a different employer, send me a memo, uh, really targeting me for having spoken at the Senator Johnson hearing in December of 2022. Now, I want to be clear. I went to the Senator Johnson hearing to speak because I am a concerned pediatrician, very concerned about the, the danger of this COVID-19 shot for children. So I was invited by a U.S. senator to speak in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill in the Kennedy caucus room about my safety concerns. And I went on my own time. I took personal time. I paid my own way. I paid my own area. my own hotel room. I went because it's my obligation and my duty to speak, and it's also my right to speak. This employer specifically targeted that appearance at the Senator Johnson hearing in a memo to me, and then went further to say that I may no longer be fit to work for their organization as a result of my appearance at that particular event. And they also went further and said that it is their ethical obligation to report my words To the medical commission I was in because I may have spoken misinformation. As the daughter of someone whose parents fled from political persecution is especially chilling. This is history repeating itself. I don't even have words for how chilling that is. And that same employer that targeted me in that memo regarding the Senator Johnson event has, as of last week now, fired me. Yeah, I was fired. Now, I want to be clear. I trained at a top U.S. medical school I have a clean record of patient care. I've never had any sort of uh, reports to any medical commission regarding my license or my ability to practice medicine. I have always taken care of patients to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect, right? But I've done the very best I can. I've never been named in a patient care lawsuit. And this had nothing to do with my direct care of patients. This had to do with my voicing, my safety concerns about a brand new mRNA vaccine to to a US senator. So if that doesn't scare and chill everybody listening to this, I don't even know what to say because this is this is so alarming. We are losing and have lost our ability to speak freely in America and we need to change that. If I if I had stood up there and said, you know, the sky is purple and the grass is red and I I was co- completely off base, I still have the right to say it but i didn't i actually said things that were very factual i pulled out a package insert that says intentionally blank on it i said nothing that's really even controversial to be honest with you and and i spoke about my own personal experiences we can't allow this in america we can't allow this kind of silencing of physicians and average citizens to continue yeah you know, i get a little choked up about it i think about my family fleeing and to think that that's happening right here in america right now is I'm just in disbelief that it's happening, but that's why I'm speaking out. I actually will speak out even louder than I already have as a result of this continued silencing because we cannot sit here and take this silently.
0: Well, so many of us I know are are behind you and appreciate you using your voice. Dr. Renetta Moon, thank you so much again for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on.
0: That'll do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time.